What if he pardons himself? What if he pardons these people who are terrorists on the Capitol? There is a possibility that after all of this, there's no punishment, no consequence, and he could run again for president. And that's one of the motivations that people have for advocating for impeachment. Won't that take more than the 10 days? I mean, does it actually make sense? Well, I like the 25th Amendment because it gets rid of him. He's out of office. Uh, but there is strong support in the Congress uh, for impeaching the president a second time. This president is guilty of inciting insurrection. Uh, he has to pay a price for that. Yes, I agree. He does. Let's do it. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. That's why. I got the feeling that something ain't right. No, it ain't. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me. Jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yep. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the Bradcast. As heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA, 98.7 in Santa Barbara, 93.7 in San Diego, 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake. Also in California in Red Bluff and Redding on KFOI, Round Mountains KKRN, Eureka's KGOE. Up in Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's KSO, Eugene's KEPW. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania on WLRI, Maui, Hawaii's KAKU. In Columbus, Ohio on WGRN. In Palinville, New York on WLPP. In Rochester, New York on WRFZ. Down in New Orleans on WHIV, out in Gallup, New Mexico on KNIZ, Concord, New Hampshire's WNHN, Fayetteville, Arkansas's KPSQ, in Seattle on KODX, Janesville, Wisconsin's WADR, and Minneapolis, St. Paul's AM950 KTNF. And yes, we stream coast-to-coast and around the globe every day for your listening convenience on the internets on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Radio for Humans, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, Workforce Rising, uh, No Lies Radio, Deprogrammed Radio, Verdant Square Radio, and Detour Talk. Blanketing planet Earth five days a week, I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow, says me from bradblog.com as the news continues to break, even as we are over here, uh, uh, on, on our way over here uh, to the studio, as uh, acting Homeland Secretary, that's uh, DHS Secretary Head Chad Wolf is now resigning, he says, days after criticizing Donald Trump. He said he had planned to stay in the job. But now the acting uh, secretary of Homeland Security, who was found to be illegally in that post in the first place, put there by Donald Trump, is now no longer in that role. Who is in charge of DHS at this point? Your guess is as good as mine. So welcome to the last full week of Donald Trump's presidency. That is, if he makes it the full week at this point, Donald Trump will remain president at most for another nine days until Inauguration Day next Wednesday, January 20th, when Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will be sworn into office, come what may, 
What happens between now and then, however, remains anybody's guess at this hour. If you listen to the most ardent Trump supporters, they will swear to you, even now, that Donald Trump will be sworn in for a second term on January 20th. Seriously, they may be brain-poisoned, disinformed loons, but that is what they believe, and that is what they are telling each other, even now, along with warnings that they should expect the emergency broadcast system to be activated for a message from the president. So don't update your uh, your phone's operating system because that may prevent you from receiving it because presumably Apple and Google and Samsung, etc., are in on what they see as a coup, not by the president and his supporters, but by those who oppose him. They believe this is a battle for our republic against elites that are attempting the very coup that they are accusing Trump of doing. In battle, there will be disinformation, but know that plans are being fulfilled, they say. They say expect high-profile arrests to take place over the next 12 days and at any time. They say this will be a very bumpy ride to the very end. This is not a television show where things are resolved in 45 minutes. They say expect more bombshell evidence, evidence presumably, I'm going to guess, of the uh, stolen election that they are pretending has occurred. They say more of that evidence bombshell will be uh, coming forward between now and January 20. They say to expect some sort of Internet blackout or outage. They warn that the executive order that Donald Trump issued from 2018 and or the Insurrection Act will be enacted. Uh, noting that this does not mean martial law. Remember, they say that we have been under a state of emergency since 2018, which gives the president many powers to act uh, and go on to say expect Trump to be inaugurated on January 20th. Now, I tell you that not to freak you out, not because I believe any of it is actually true, but because I believe you need to know what these folks are telling each other in their increasingly siloed information bubble. These are the things that the insurrectionists that we saw at the U.S. Capitol last week and those supporting them are telling each other. Welcome to the broadcast. Hi, Desi Doyen. Hey, how's the coup going? Oh, it's going swimmingly, if you haven't noticed. Yes, and I know that you have already heard some of those things that I have read from, you know, various members of your family who yes. may have... Uh, who are caught up in the QAnon cult. There you go. So I, while I take a little stock uh, in the nonsense that I just shared with you uh, as being shared among Donald Trump's supporters today, something to keep in mind over the next week through Inauguration Day is that we've uh, had some pretty incredible season finales to date. The government shut down at the end of season one over demands that the American taxpayer, not Mexico, pay for Trump's wall. The impeachment cliffhanger, who can forget it, at the end of season three. And the assassination, the surprise assassination of an Iranian general and the very near beginning of World War Three at the season opener for season four. So did you even imagine that the series finale of Donald Trump, the presidency, was not going to be the craziest, looniest thing yet? It is the series finale, after all. 
At least we hope so. Uh, and while those bullet points that I shared from the uh, Trump coup insiders are what they are telling each other right now, the chatter among the uh, right-wingers coincides with an internal FBI note that was obtained this morning by ABC News, which has reportedly been sent to law enforcement officials now in all 50 states. Starting this week and running through at least Inauguration Day, armed protests are being planned in all 50 state capitals and at the U.S. Capitol, according to the internal FBI bulletin that was obtained by ABC. The FBI has also received information in recent days on a group calling for, quote, storming state, local and federal government courthouses and administrative buildings in the event President Donald Trump is removed from office prior to Inauguration Day. The group is also planning to, quote, storm government offices in every state the day that President-elect Joe Biden will be inaugurated, regardless of whether the state's certified electoral votes for Biden or for Trump. That, according to the FBI, that reference to storm is uh, is is the word that the QAnon folks use to describe the coming storm when Donald Trump will round up all of the uh, bad actors and pedophiles in the deep state. The baby eaters who drink the blood and worship yep. Satan. Yeah, that's that's the part of the plan. He's going to reveal all of this evidence that he has been withholding of these great crimes. Because, of course, you know, if there are great crimes going on, the one thing you really want to do is wait to let people know <laughs> right. about them. And that will happen uh, apparently at the last second, uh, and Donald Trump will save the world. That is the uh, the QAnon plan, and it seems like it's being put into effect. This bulletin from the FBI reads, quote, The FBI received information about an identified armed group intending to travel to Washington, D.C. on 16 January. They have warned that if Congress attempts to remove POTUS via the 25th Amendment, a huge uprising will occur. Federal law enforcement officials have advised police agencies to increase their security posture at state houses around the country following the riot at the U.S. Capitol, where at least five people died during the siege, including Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick. The FBI bulletin said Sicknick, uh, quote, died from injuries sustained during the U.S. Capitol breach. A second Capitol Police officer has since died, reportedly of suicide, following last Wednesday's insurrection at the Capitol. According to reports today, as many as 15,000 National Guard members could be deployed in D.C. between now and Inauguration Day. Last week's insurrection, we have learned in the days since, was far, far more dangerous than it initially appeared, as reporting from inside the Capitol was largely blocked out for many hours during the attempted coup, uh, reporters inside the Capitol were forced, many of them, along with lawmakers, to sort of hide for their lives in many cases. A noose and guillotine were set up outside the Capitol building, and as the angry MAGA mob brutally and violently forced their way into the Capitol building, where lawmakers were attempting to affirm the Electoral College victory of President Joe, uh, President-elect Joe Biden. Uh, we have since learned that the mob uh, were hoping to find and, yes, execute Vice President Mike Pence, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and other lawmakers. Uh, they were armed in some cases, carrying zip ties to use as handcuffs to hold them hostage. 
As bad as it was last week, it could have been very much worse. In the blowback against last Wednesday's attempted uprising now, there has been a a reckoning of sorts for the coup plotters, including for the president, who incited those riots and the lawmakers who appeared to encourage it as well. The most satisfying to many, I suspect, happened just as we were finishing up our broadcast on Friday, Uh, when Trump was permanently banned from his Twitter account. But uh, we may have reached peak schadenfreude uh, for Trump opposers by Sunday night when the PGA announced that they were pulling the 2022 championship tournament from one of Donald Trump's uh, golf resorts. PGA of America President Jim Richardson announced on Sunday that the organization's board of directors had voted to end an agreement to hold the 2022 PGA Championship at Donald Trump's golf resort in Bedminster, New Jersey. Ouch, that's got to hurt. Richardson stated in a video on the decision that it, quote, has become clear that conducting the PGA Championship at Trump Bedminster would be detrimental to the PGA of America, to the PGA of America brand and would put at risk the PGA's ability to deliver our many programs and sustain our longevity of our mission. Our board, he said, has thus made the decision to exercise our right to terminate the contract to hold the 2022 PGA Championship at Trump Bedminster, Bedminster, he continued. Uh, Yes, Donald Trump is quickly becoming poison everywhere. The official did not mention whether the PGA's decision was made in response to Trump's incitement of a deadly insurrection at the Capitol last week. But, yeah, I suspect it was. News of that sort and the loss of his Twitter account is, uh, of course, uh, enjoyable on one level for those of us who believe there must be consequences for what happened last week. But, of course, uh, that must just be the beginning, at least in my opinion. You may feel differently. And if you do, I welcome you to call me today. 818-985-5735 is our number. 818-985-KPFK to explain why you disagree with me. I hope to uh, open the phones for an extended call-in segment if possible today. Uh, The attempts to bring consequences for Donald Trump's actions have seemingly grown with each passing day since last week's attack on the Capitol. As Trump, uh, other than what appeared to have been two short, coerced video statements, has really not said anything at all publicly to the nation. And it's unclear at this hour if the executive branch is even operational, if it's even actually being led by anybody at this point. One would certainly expect, uh, after an attack by an armed mob at the U.S. Capitol, that there would be a regular and continued public federal presence at the White House and on the airwaves, you know, with leaders from the FBI, the DHS, Pentagon and the White House itself sort of keeping Americans apprised of what the hell was going on. Instead, what we learn is, oh, the DHS, uh, the head of the DHS has resigned We've had no such communications at this point from the executive branch since Wednesday. That is not normal. 
The bulk of the uh, Republicans in Congress have been laying low, and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has largely led the public through what is and is not going on right now in D.C., with a message being sent that Donald Trump should resign immediately and that if he won't, he should be removed from power by the 25th Amendment which requires the vice president and half of Trump's cabinet to sign a letter attesting that he is unfit to hold office. And in lieu of that, um, they have vowed to impeach the president with just two. uh, Well, with just days left at this point in his term. The timing of which causes some unique and unprecedented problems uh, that we'll talk about and a Democratic Party that. Uh, does not yet seem absolutely clear on the best way to proceed other than, yes, they want to proceed. Yes, they are demanding some form of accountability. And at the same time, there are Republicans who did not join the challenge to the Electoral College vote last week, um, but who appear, at least as I hear them, to be threatening threatening that things will be even worse if Democrats dare to try and bring accountability in any way for inciting an attack on the Capitol, even as those same Republicans uh, themselves were at danger of being lynched by their own lynch mobs. Here was Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on ABC's This Week with George Stephanopoulos on Sunday responding to some of these questions. Several Republican members of Congress who opposed uh, raising objections to the certifying the Electoral College vote have written a letter to President-elect Biden opposing impeachment. Here's what the letter says. It says, in the spirit of healing and fidelity to our Constitution, we ask that you formally request that Speaker Nancy Pelosi discontinue her efforts to impeach President Donald J. Trump a second time. A second impeachment only days before President Trump will leave office is as unnecessary as it is inflammatory. They're saying for the sake of unity, forego impeachment. Well, you know, I think there's a couple of things. One is we have to understand that what happened on Wednesday was insurrection against the United States. That is what that is what Donald J. Trump engaged in. And that is what those who stormed the Capitol engaged in. And so when we talk about healing, the process of healing is separate and, in fact, requires accountability. And so if we allow insurrection against the United States with impunity, with no accountability, we are inviting it to happen again. That is how serious it is. And I do not believe that that perhaps my colleagues weren't in that room. Perhaps my colleagues were not fully present for the events on Wednesday. But half of we came close to half of the House nearly dying on Wednesday. And If a foreign head of state, if another head of state came in and ordered an attack on the United States Congress, would we say that that should not be prosecuted? Should we would we say that there should be absolutely no response to that? No, it is an act of insurrection. It's an act of hostility. And we must have accountability because without it, it will happen again. Yes, it will. That's uh, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on Sunday. So apparently the argument being made here by at least some of the Republicans is that, oh, you know, Democrats should should back off accountability for instigating and inciting violence at the U.S. Capitol because it may cause more violence. That seems to be this theory, as I understand it. You may understand it differently. 818-985-5735, if so. 
If you hold us accountable for violence, if we're forced to take personal responsibility for what we did, well, we might do it again. Are you sure you want to take that risk? Texas Republican Congressman Kevin Brady, the top GOPer on the powerful House Ways and Means Committee over the weekend, tweeted, for example, he said, those calling for impeachment or invoking the 25th Amendment in response to President Trump's rhetoric this week are themselves engaging in intemperate and inflammatory language and calling for action that is equally irresponsible and could well incite further violence. So calling for accountability, Congressman, is equal to storming the Capitol and attempting to kill the vice president and House Speaker? Really, sir? In other words, uh, yeah, the president's rhetoric, you know, directly resulted in an insurrection. But hey, other than that, nice country you got here. Would hate to see anything happen to it if you hold him accountable for what he did. My phone number is 818-985-5735 if you'd like to ring in on any aspect of this. Is Brady right? Does impeachment at this late hour uh, in the game only invite more violence and disunity? If so, uh, what, if anything, should be done to hold the president of the United States to account for inciting an attempted coup of the United States government at the U.S. Capitol building? Then, of course, there is the question of timing on all of this when it comes to impeachment on the premise that Trump is not going to resign of his own accord and Vice President Mike Pence and his cabinet are too cowardly to do the right thing for the country and remove the president via the 25th Amendment. Democrats attempted on Monday to adopt a resolution by unanimous consent, calling on Vice President Pence to invoke the 25th, make himself the acting president. That was blocked by Republicans in Congress in the House. So Dems say they're going to try again to adopt the same resolution by normal order once everyone gets back to D.C. on on Tuesday with a straight up or down vote. Uh, That resolution is believed likely to pass, given the Democrats have the majority there. And there are some Republicans who are calling for accountability here as well. But on Wednesday, they say they do plan a vote on an article of impeachment against the president of the United States, which was formally introduced on the U.S. um, I'm sorry, in the U.S. House on Monday morning. Next, we will proceed with bringing impeachment legislation to the floor, said Speaker Pelosi in a letter to her Democratic colleagues on Sunday night when explaining the intentions if Trump refuses to step down on his own and if Pence refuses to remove him. She continued, uh, in protecting our Constitution and our democracy, we will act with urgency because this president represents an imminent threat to both. As the days go by, she said, the horror of the ongoing assault on our democracy uh, perpetrated by this president is intensified, and so is the immediate need for action. A majority of House Democrats have now backed the article of impeachment that has been filed by uh, members, uh, Congress members Jamie Raskin of Maryland, Ted Lieu of California, David Cicilline of Rhode Island, and Jerry Nadler of New York. The uh, the article charges Trump with incitement of insurrection and Pence has not responded at all to demands to 
assemble the cabinet in order to invoke the 25th Amendment. So the article, again, just one, is for incitement of insurrection. It was filed on Monday. It reads in part as follows. Uh, In his conduct while president of the United States and in violation of his constitutional oath faithfully to execute the office of president of the United States and to the best of his ability, preserve, protect and defend the Constitution of the United States and in violation of his constitutional duty to take care that the laws be faithfully executed, Donald John Trump engaged in high crimes and misdemeanors by inciting violence against the government of the United States in that on January 6, 2021, pursuant to the 12th Amendment of the Constitution to the United States, the vice president of the United States, the House of Representatives and the Senate met at the U.S. Capitol for a joint session of Congress to count the votes of the Electoral College In the months preceding the joint session, President Trump repeatedly issued false statements asserting that the presidential election results were the product of widespread fraud and should not be accepted by the American people or certified by state or federal officials. Shortly before the joint session commenced, President Trump addressed a crowd at the Ellipse in Washington, D.C. There he reiterated false claims that, quote, we won this election and we won it by a landslide, unquote. He also willfully made statements that in context encouraged and foreseeably resulted in lawless action at the Capitol, such as, quote, if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore, unquote. Thus, Incited by President Trump, members of the crowd he had addressed in an attempt to, among other objectives, interfere with the joint session's solemn constitutional duty to certify the results of the 2020 presidential election, unlawfully breached and vandalized the Capitol, injured and killed law enforcement personnel, menaced members of Congress, the vice president and congressional personnel and engaged in other violent, deadly destructive and seditious acts. President Trump's conduct on January 6, 2021, followed his prior efforts to subvert and obstruct the certification of the results of the 2020 presidential election. Those efforts included a phone call to uh, during uh, uh, on January 2nd, during which the president urged the secretary of state of Georgia to, quote, find enough votes to overturn the Georgia presidential results and threatened Secretary Raffensperger if he failed to do so. In all this, the article continues, President Trump gravely endangered the security of the U.S. and its institutions of government. He threatened the integrity of the democratic system, interfered with the peaceful transition of power, imperiled a co-equal branch of government. He thereby betrayed his trust as president to the manifest injury of the people of the United States. Wherefore, Donald uh, Donald John Trump, by such conduct, has demonstrated that he will remain a threat to national security, democracy and the Constitution if allowed to remain in office and has acted in a manner grossly incompatible with self-governance and the rule of law. Donald John Trump thus warrants impeachment and trial, removal from office, and here's a key part, disqualification to hold and enjoy any office of honor, trust, or profit under the United States. That is the one article of impeachment that has been formally introduced. It could get a vote in the U.S. House as early as um, as Wednesday. Now, of course, as noted, there's the question of timing. 
for all of this, given there is only one week or week and a half or so left in, in Trump's term. That's barely time to adopt the impeachment article, much less hold a trial in the Senate. But as we discussed uh, with former federal prosecutor Ben Clements of freespeechforpeople.org on Friday's broadcast, if you missed it, you can download that for free, bradblog.com. Um, we discussed with him that a Senate impeachment trial can occur after an official is out of office and has indeed already happened that way before. So there's historical precedent for this. Clements is arguing uh, that this must be done if only because the Senate must pass a penalty uh, with impeachment to prevent Trump from holding office in the future in 2024. As it is expected, he will continue plans to raise money and try to run again. Uh, in the immediate future. And as Clements explained, he can do that, by the way, even if he's in prison. So the biggest question right now for Democrats and those Republicans who support the impeachment, and there are a number of them right now, is how to do all of this without getting in the way of Joe Biden's own attempt to clean up this whole mess under his new administration beginning next Wednesday. Congressman uh, James Clyburn of South Carolina, who is part of uh, Democratic House leadership, suggests the House could pass the article now, but not send it to the Senate for a, a trial until after Biden's first 100 days are over. Other Democrats have suggested holding it long enough to allow Biden at least to have his cabinet confirmed by the U.S., uh, by the U.S. Senate. Because remember, when the House sends the articles to the Senate, according to the Constitution, all business must pretty much stop dead in its tracks and a trial must be held. And if if such a trial is held under the new Democratic majority after Inauguration Day, well, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, uh, as Clements also pointed out on Friday's show, uh, he would be in charge. We could have a real trial at that point with, you know, potentially scores of witnesses called in to testify, unlike the phony Senate trial at the beginning of last year for Donald Trump's first impeachment uh, uh, hearing, where Mitch McConnell prevented any witness testimony or documents at all. For his part, uh, while not openly opposing the effort, Joe Biden has not actually been openly supportive either, saying it's up to Congress how they want to proceed if they wish to bring accountability for what happened last week. So I'm curious what you say. How would you like to see the House and the Senate proceed over the next several days until the inauguration next week and then beyond? Do you feel that impeachment will only make matters worse? That there are better ways to bring accountability, like wait for Biden's DOJ to get to work on that? If so, uh, what if Trump pardons himself? Which, by the way, I guarantee he absolutely will. Uh, though it may take years to determine if that is constitutional. Um, and that'll be a decision made by the U.S. Supreme Court that Republicans have stolen and packed. So should we all just suck it up and wait for him to be out of office next week? Maybe so. Let the state prosecutors bring charges for other things for which he cannot pardon himself. There's word today that uh, D.C.'s attorney general is considering charging the president for inciting a riot at the Capitol. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. I'm open to your thoughts, your concerns, your questions, your rants, whatever you got today. 
as these are your public airwaves here at KPFK, and I hope you will call in and use them. 818-985-KPFK. This is the Bradcast. I'm Brad Friedman. We'll get to your calls right after this. What the public hears on the public airwaves matters. At the Bradcast, we do our best to bring you accurate news and analysis on the issues that actually matter. And we do it all independently, without corporate or political influence. But we can't do it without you, now more than ever. Please help us stay on your public airwaves by going to bradblog.com donate to help keep us going. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks. Welcome back. This is your Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Democrats are moving ahead with impeachment this week, uh, but should they? If not, why not? What would you like to see Congress do at this point in response to the coup that occurred, uh, the attempted coup that happened last week at the Capitol? 818-985-5735 is our, our phone number. As of now, Republican Senators Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Ben Sass of Nebraska, have all suggested that they might be supportive of removing the president via impeachment. Donald Trump's buddy, Chris Christie, uh, former New Jersey governor, had this to say when he was asked about it on ABC's This Week over the weekend. resolution actually comes to the floor. Won't many Republicans be hard-pressed to oppose it? Yeah, listen, I think they're all going to have to vote their conscience and, and look at what happened. I mean, what we had was an incitement um, to riot at the United States Capitol. We had people killed. Uh, and th- to me, there's not a whole lot of question here. So... You know, so you think it was an impeachable as offense? I said before, Jordan. Oh, sure. Yeah, but I'm I'm not in there. But you want my opinion? That's my opinion. I I don't. I think if if inciting to insurrection isn't, then I don't really know what is. Yeah, no kidding. Eight one eight nine eight five KPFK is our phone number. Let's go to Jerry in Beverly Hills. Hey, Jerry, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Uh, I'll be as brief as I know how. Um, my overall view of this is as follows. Um, the Roman Empire went by the wayside, the Greek Empire went by the wayside, but they were still in Italy and they were still in Greece. American Empire is in decline, but there will still be an America after it's done. And if we want this country to mean anything, I believe we must, in my opinion, must prosecute for the coup. And if we don't do that, we don't deserve a country. Thank you very much, uh, Jerry. Appreciate that. We must prosecute for the coup. The question is, how do you do it? Uh, let me go to Mike in L.A. Hey, Mike, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Hey, Brad, to hear you tell it, you'd think that trying to overthrow the U.S. government by force and violence just because you lost an election is a bad thing. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, anyway, I just wanted to advocate against the hanging of Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani. Because, as you know, hanging was just reinstated to the federal death penalty uh, provisions by President Trump himself. Yes, and uh, shooting uh, uh, squad, or firing squad as well, yeah. So you're against that, as am I, by the way. I am against, even if they are found guilty of treason, and they would have to be found guilty of treason, I am still against putting them to death uh, along with you, Mike. Well, it would uh, disgrace a lot of 
otherwise find people who were hanged for stealing horses <laughs> by associating it with Trump and Giuliani. <laughs> uh, but you know, under 18 U.S. Code 1114, it's a death penalty offense to kill a federal officer. Mm. So I don't see how they can escape the uh, felony uh, murder rule, yeah. which exists in U.S. criminal prosecutions, which would make them susceptible of the death penalty. Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate that. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that with uh, with Ben Clements uh, as well on our Friday show. And the question was, uh, can Donald Trump be held accountable as an accessory to murder at this point in the death of uh, Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick? Uh, 818-985-KPFK. Let me go to uh, John in Los Angeles. Hey, John, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Hey, thank you very much. Um, I think the language that is being used um, is a little bit um, uh, off base. There's, it was they didn't storm the um, the Capitol. It, it was it was a raid or it was a an attack. Uh, it was a mob attack. There's a so, wait, hey, wait, John. What's the difference, what, John? What romanticizing? What's the difference between storming the Capitol and uh, raiding and attacking the Capitol? I'm sorry. Well, it, I think I think it can be a storming could be a peaceful event. They don't. I mean, you know, people have stormed uh, the the um, the Supreme Court and sat on the steps and had a very peaceful sitting. No, that was but, that's not a storming. That's a protest. This was a riot. And whether you want to. Uh, I'm not sure what the difference is between a raid, attack, and storm. So uh, do you have a, a larger point yeah. that you're trying to get at here? The, the larger point is that this, this kind of violence and, and attacking, uh, it, 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 isn't, it definitely wasn't uh, uh, a coup. That's a, for sure. It's not a coup. There wasn't, uh, the, they didn't take a military force and, and overthrow a government. They didn't have a, another leader. You know, to overthrow um, this, the um, uh, you know, the current administration. It, it was it was Trump inciting these these violent people to uh, to storm or attack a building full of federal uh, employees. Yes, calling agents. calling to kill the vice president of the United States, calling to execute the Speaker of the House, trying to prevent the uh, peaceful transfer of power to the lawfully elected new president of the United States, trying to prevent that pr new president from being sworn in. Again, I think you're sort of getting hung up on words. Uh, if you don't like the word call, coup, uh, do, is it insurrection okay, or is that uh, yeah. also too strong? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you would prosecute somebody for a coup. I mean, we need to use language that, that, that can put on a document and say, you know, you're guilty of this breaking this law. Well, we have a sedition right. act, John. We can uh, enforce the, the sedition, uh, act. sedition act. Yeah, for attempting to overthrow the United States government. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, the, the guy should be impeached. They should definitely move forward with that mm -hmm. and, and let the Senate do the uh, trial after the first hundred days. Mm -hmm. Not uh, rush that. Okay. Give Biden a chance to do his uh, first hundred days. Get the damn COVID virus inoculation plan in place and and stop the you know the the insanity of of you know distracting everybody impeachment all right, all right. Wow. 
Thank, get that done. Impeach him now. Thank you, John. I appreciate that. My best to your puppy there. 818-985-KPFK. Let me go to uh, Cole in Huntington Beach. Hey, Cole, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Hi. No, it's a female, but... Um, oh, you know, I sorry. Think that he's hollow- he, I think that Trump has hollowed out all of our enforcement uh, apparatus, and I think he's a flight risk, and I think he should be in jail already. I think he should be impeached, but I think they should hold him because he's a flight risk. Air Force One is scheduled to go to Scotland on the 19th of January, and I, I, how can we trust this man? Well, uh, two uh, so let me respond real quickly, Cole. Uh, uh, two points. Uh, Scotland won't have him there on the 19th. We uh, covered that last week on the show. Uh, that oh, they, they, Well, because of the uh, COVID lockdowns, only essential uh, people, essential workers are able to come into the country. And Scotland has said no playing golf at Turnbury is uh, is not essential work. So that won't happen. As far As far as locking him up, he's the president of the United States. Who's going to lock him up? Exactly. He's hollowed out. He should have no power at all. He tried to, you know, he, people are dead because of him. And and this, there's no excuse that anybody could make for this. Yeah, but how do you get rid of him, and, Cole? He's the president of the United States. What are you going to do? What do you mean lock him up? He should have no power. There's a process, right? You have to go the through. Service, the Secret Service should be right on him and, and watch his every move because he's not to be trusted. Who uh. knows what he's going to do next? Okay, I hear you, Cole. Thanks. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure they are keeping an eye on him, if only keeping an eye on on his safety. But if there's a real concern, if this guy is really unhinged as he appears to be, the most immediate way to deal with it is with the 25th Amendment. And the vice president, Mike Pence, can get together with a majority of the cabinet and immediately take away all of his presidential powers and give them to acting President Mike Pence at that point. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Let me go to uh, Gigi in Pasadena. Hey, Gigi, welcome to the broadcast. Hi, Brad. Hi, darling. Happy New Year. Uh, Thank you, darling. I appreciate it. (laughs) I uh, feel that, uh, and I'm going with something I heard a little earlier. I'm going to go in, which I usually do with AOC, there has to be a healing. There has to be. There has to be some consequence. I'm going to tell you something, and you can go into any area right now, people of color, and you know what everybody has been saying all week. Nothing's going to happen. The Democrats are going to say we need to take a wait and see. Uh, nothing's going to happen to him. We all know that. We all get it. He was right. That will prove him right hmm. today that uh, he said. I could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue mm. to get away with it. It's old. It's it's white man privilege. We know it. Uh, if anybody had done one tenth of what happened last week, mm. they would find a way. He uh, because what you're saying is if there's no way, it's like he's God, and that it, nothing he does. The Democrats have to show that they've got some kind of backbone here, and that they've got our back. We want them to try. We want them yeah. to get knocked down for at for trying, so that we feel good about voting for them and being a Democrat. Uh, let Democrat me, again. Love you, darling. Well, I love you too, darling. I appreciate it, Gigi, and happy New Year to you. Let me just uh, respond uh, to say this. 
Um, yes, you're right. Had anybody else had that been? I don't even want to. I can't even contemplate. Had that been a BLM protest? And by the way, it never would have been a BLM protest. BLM would have never done that at the Capitol last week. But had that been a BLM protest at the Capitol uh, last week, A, they wouldn't have even gotten up the stairs. But B, we would be looking at a, a body count of dead people that we would still be trying to figure out at this point. That said, so I agree with you there, Gigi. Uh, I also might have agreed with you about the Democrats doing absolutely nothing, except they have actually surprised me for a change over the past several days. They seem to be damned serious about this. They seem to be hell-bent on bringing accountability somehow or another. It's clear that Joe Biden is not all that interested in it. He wants to get on with his term. I can sort of understand that. I can certainly understand him wanting to get his cabinet put in place, wanting them to get COVID relief uh, to the American people, etc. So I've actually been quite surprised uh, hearing from a lot of Democrats. They were really shooken up by this. And, uh, you know, for uh, it feels to me like it has been Nancy Pelosi, of all people, who has been pushing for uh impeachment over the past several days, and she promises there will be a vote. Well, I don't know if she promises, but that's the current schedule, that there will be a vote on impeachment uh, on Wednesday. Let me take one more call before I get to a quick break. Uh, Let me go to uh, Larry in Mojave. Hey, Larry, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Hey, Brad. Uh, Good discussion. And uh, let me pick up real quickly on Gigi's point about the Democrats doing nothing. Obviously, they are doing something. But in politics, you strike when the iron is hot, and they blew it. They should have stayed in session Friday. They had a privileged resolution for impeachment. Had they passed it Friday, they could have sent it over to the Senate with Friday's date on it before midnight, and it would have made it very tough for Mitch McConnell to remain in hiding the tortoise pulled into his shell until the 19th. Something would have happened. Yeah, but he would have it would have stopped all Senate business under his uh, under his rule. He says that he would have either. Uh, well, we would have we similar to the trial we saw last time, the sham trial where he just, you know, puts it to an up or down vote and it's all over. Or you wait until. Uh, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is in there, and you can have a a legitimate trial. You can bring dozens and dozens of witnesses. Doesn't that make some sense? Actually, uh, I I follow your argument, but actually I'll say no, it doesn't, because, again, you strike when the iron is hot. Republicans right now are riled. Young staffers, whether they're uh, serving a Democrat or a Republican, young staffers, the families have all checked in with that member of Congress. They have to feel comfortable after all the sex scandals of a few years ago. And if you listen to Pelosi and some of the others, they've been talking on behalf of how terrified their young staffers were. I'm sure it's been the same with the Republican members and the calls they've gotten from Mm -hmm. the families, the parents of those staffers. Factor in some time, factor in the first hundred days of Biden's agenda. By then, all of them have had a chance to figure out some way that Donald Trump was really not responsible for it. And it's just a bunch of wackos and it'll all go away, just like Gigi said. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that uh, thought, Larry, very much. Uh, Let's take a quick break here. We'll come back with more of your calls. 818-985-KPFK. To impeach or not to impeach? And if not to impeach, why not? And if to impeach, how do we do it? 
moving forward, given the timing we have. All right, we'll get back to your calls in a moment. I'm Brad Friedman. You are listening to the Bradcast. Hey, this is Brad. If you haven't noticed by now, it's no easy feat finding facts, real facts, not alternative facts, over your public airwaves. We try to bring you real facts, truth, and clarity without fear or favor each and every day on the Bradcast. But we need your help to do it, and that help is needed more now than ever. Please stop by bradblog.com donate today. That's bradblog.com donate, and thanks. He's coming down one way or another. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com taking your calls on impeachment. Number two for Donald John Trump, Joshua in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Bradcast, sir. What's on your mind? Hey, so this is Josh in L.A. Hey, Josh. Um, I, you know, I, I think probably impeachment, if for no other reason than to disqualify him for ever holding federal office again, because... I, I see that this guy's not going away. His family's not going away. Yeah. Uh, these people are are seriously distressed mentally. Um, I I'm also related to or have been around quite a few of these folks that showed up in Washington. Mm-hmm. These pe- these people are are highly armed. They've been hoarding guns. For years, they have tons of tactical gear. Yeah, um, this was uh, just a few, a few silly ones that showed up at this event. Yeah, um, and and do you? Concern, th- yeah, go ahead. I, I, my concern was that this was a dry run, with without the real players involved, just to see what the reaction would be mm. in Washington. Yeah, to see what they would actually be dealing with. Now, with, with that said, Josh, I mentioned earlier in the show that, you know, some Republicans are saying, hey, if you do these things, it's going to uh, somehow incite further violence, perhaps from those folks you're talking about, Josh. Is that a reason to back off of accountability? Not, no, I don't think so, because it, he's gotten away with everything. That Teflon Don got got stuck to him right away. That's the only thing that stuck to him is that name, Teflon Don. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Josh. I, I appreciate that. And yeah, I mean, I think this, frankly, is a time for the nation to pull together to show some courage for uh, Democrats and as many Republicans as can, uh, you know, come up with Uh, a way to show some courage themselves for the first time in four years and to do the right thing. I was heartened to see, uh, for example, Lisa Murkowski from Alaska, Senator, Republican Senator from Alaska, say on Friday that she wants him gone. She wants him gone now, that she has uh, apologized for him in various ways for over the past four years. And she admitted she was wrong to do that. I'm happy to see that. I'd like to see a lot more Republicans doing that right now. Let's go to GS in South Lake Tahoe. Hey, GS, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, Brad, what a privilege. Uh, you know, I love you guys. <laughs> Brad <laughs> and Desi, 
I listen to you as often as I can, mostly every day. Thank you, sir. Uh, so many things to say. This is such an incredibly explosive time. I just go back to the time uh, just before uh, Trump got elected. Even when I was running, I said to myself, this man is mad. He's out of his mind. Yeah. He can't think of anybody but himself. And this has persisted until now, probably will for the rest of his life. But we have to stop him, no matter how it takes that we should. Impeachment, I like impeachment for its consequences. 25th Amendment, because it works very quickly if uh, Pence has any spine at all. And, you know, I wouldn't mind if he just resigned. Nixon just resigned under pressure from, uh, uh, I'm sorry, under pressure mm -hmm. from the senators. Yeah. He could. I just want to see him, I'm sorry, effing gone uh, before he does any more damage. All right. Sorry. For inauguration day. Sorry about that, uh, GS. Thanks for the call. We got to cut you off there. You got to. We're on FCC radio, so I under. I do understand that passions are high here, and uh, but we still have to watch what we say on the air. Thanks, GS. I do appreciate that call. Call us again, but wash your mouth out with soap first. Uh, 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Let me get to Peter in LA. Hey, Peter. Welcome to the broadcast. Well, good afternoon. Thank you, sir. What's your uh, thought? Uh, well, it, it's a delicate question because he's right at the edge, the end of his term. There's a lot of things that we should have done and we still could do. Uh, and, they, and the big thing is, is in the future, he should be put through all the, all the uh, jurisdictions that, uh, and rules that can be uh, applied. But that can only be done. The only way to prevent him from being legally allowed to run for office, as I understand it, is through impeachment and conviction in the Senate. That includes a specific clause saying he cannot hold uh, office in the future. Uh, thanks, well, Peter. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Peter. I appreciate the call. Let me go to, uh, who do I got here? Anthony. Hang on, Anthony. There we go. Anthony and Ridgecrest, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Oh, thank you very much. Um, without an ankle bracelet, you're not going to get anywhere because um, uh, he'll be in Paraguay and giving everybody the finger mm. uh, and laughing. <laughs> and there's no, extradi no extradition to Paraguay. Mm. And... Um, um, I, I guess that he already bought property there. Yeah, well, if he did, uh, I'm just fine to see him move to what he would probably call an S-hole country. Thanks, Anthony. I appreciate the call. 818-985-KPFK. Uh, Let me get to, uh, let's get in as many as we can here very quickly. Uh, Bill in Lake Elsinore. Hey, Bill. How you doing, Brad? Hanging in there, brother. Hope you are as well. Very quickly, what's your thought today? opportunity. Either get out the gallows for the whole rotten bunch, or put a black hood on his head. Mm. Take his phone, take his break. Thank you. Again, cannot support killing anybody at this point. Uh, there are a lot of other ways to hold them accountable. Michael in L.A., what's on your mind, sir? Oh, Michael. Did we lose Hi. Michael? Oh, Michael here. Yes, sir. What do you got? Okay. Okay, so uh, they should impeach him as soon as they possibly can with 
the number of votes when they have the majority in the Senate, and they have the, the mechanics in place in order to do that, to not only prevent him from running again, but also to stop his security clearance as an ex-president, no pension, no uh, Secret Service support, mm. uh, no benefits, plus all the people that actually stormed inside the Capitol and broke the Capitol. Any of those people who are veterans should have their veteran benefits removed because they're traitors. There you go. Thank you. You bet. I I will only add that uh, that you um, uh, can't take away. Well, I don't know what benefits you can or can't take away, but uh, there will not be a two thirds majority of Democrats in the Senate. That's what is required to convict on impeachment. Two thirds of the Senate which means you're, going to, you're still going to have to get a whole bunch of Republicans to uh, to come along here. All right, very quickly, one or two more. Josh in L.A. Hey, Josh, go. Hey there. Uh, here's one way we can make this happen. Uh, forget the 25th Amendment. We should be looking at the 14th. It was designed to prevent uh, Confederate generals from gaining power again after the Civil War, and uh, basically it would prevent him from running again in, uh, in account of him uh, you know, aiding and abetting uh, an insurrection act. So this would effectively only require a simple majority in both the House and the Senate. We wouldn't need two-thirds in the Senate. We could get it in the House. We could probably get it in the Senate. It would prevent him from running again, which in effect would have the same uh, you know, net result as the 25th, except it actually has a chance of passing. Nice. I like it, Josh. I'm going to look into it. 14th Amendment. Very much appreciate uh, that, uh, that tip. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, and then there's also the matter of expelling... Uh, senators can be expelled. Senators like Missouri's Josh Hawley, Texas's uh, Ted Cruz for also supporting all of this. I suspect we'll be talking about that as well in the days ahead. And let me get. Oh, yeah, we got to get out here. So let me get to, of course, Mo to close us out here. Mo in Long Beach. Hey, Morris, how are you, brother? All right. Real good. We got to impeach him. I'm going to tell you why. If we impeach him, that means we shut down Air Force One and that puts him on Uber. Okay, if he's an Uber, then the D.C. authorities can pick him up. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. A raid on Uber. Oh, not a raid. It's just a, not a storm. It's just a, yeah, anyway. Uh, we will continue this conversation in the days ahead, beginning, no doubt, tomorrow. So thanks to everyone who called in. My apologies to those who I could not get to. Thanks also to my producer today, Desi Doyen, to my board operator, Federico Garcia, and to all of you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's show or any other, download it anytime at bradblog.com. Drop me email. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com, and I'm on the Facebooks and the Twitters at the Bradblog. See you there. Until we see you here, hopefully tomorrow, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. <laughs>